Hi Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I always invite a friend to thrift by my side. This week, the Kevin Owens to my Sami Zayn, Josh Larkin is here to co-host the show. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? be the best description of you and I's relationship comparatively Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn well I was hoping when you got those pins that you wanted Kevin Owens which I'm assuming you did I identify with the personality I identify with Sami Zayn a lot in quite possibly this version of Sami Zayn more so than on the other ones yeah I was wrong about him I will I will be the first to admit it Sami as Sami or Sami as El Generico Always a face. Work face forever. Loved it. When they had the plans of turning him heel, I was like, that fucking shit is never going to work. He no. is too likable. I don't want to say I told you so, but I believed in it the whole way because I'm a Kevin Owens guy. I think it was Kevin's idea. He's like, look, I know where I'm going with this. Just follow along. And you got to believe in the process. And that's why you're my Kevin Owens. And I'm, I don't wear bowler caps. And I don't skank, but I have some of the same Sami Zayn tropes. I think you could. I think you could pull it off. And for those who, who aren't aware, Kevin <laughs> Owens, for most of the audience, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on-screen best friends in the WWE. And for Christmas this year, uh, there was a like a smaller shop that was selling enamel pins that were best friend pins. So on Kevin's, it would say best, and on... Sammy's, it would say friends. So together, best friends. I saw these pins right away. As soon as they, as soon as it hit the internet, I was like, I gotta get one for Josh. Josh and I, this would be a, a great gift. I immediately purchased one and then forgot about it. And then I was like, well, okay, since it's like a smaller shop, I was waiting for you know it being shipped a few weeks later because I didn't want to be like up their ass about it. So I decided to look in when it was going to be shipped. In fact, the company shipped it that fucking day. That's how on point they were. And that was the 14th of, I think, October I bought that. And the 16th it shipped out. So I was waiting to give the, this this pin set to Josh so he could take the Kevin. I could be the Sammy. What happened, Josh? Well... You and I bought each other the exact same present. The shop is Lapel Yeah. Lapel Yeah. I, I believe that's what it is. Um, fantastic stuff. Yeah. I lost mine. They never came, and I was seriously fretting it because I was like, these were the perfect pins for Josh and I, and I never got them in the mail, and it wasn't the, the people who make the pins. It wasn't their fault. It was stolen out of my mailbox. I was fucking bumming. So you tag in. Yeah, so I had purchased it. Um, I saw it shortly after you did, and I bought it after we compared notes, yeah. you know, later on. Found out I bought it the day after you bought yours. And mine came in a timely fashion. I emailed her, and I was like, hey, where's mm -hmm. going? what's going on with shipping? But I decided I was going to give you that present early because your birthday is right before the Christmas. The day before Christmas. And so it's it almost seems unfair to give you two presents. Like, here's your birthday, here's your Christmas present all at once. So I was like, you know what? I'll make it like Friendsgiving, early birthday So present. as I was bumming at work because the pins that he didn't know were coming, they never came, he presented me an, an envelope and he said, open it up. I opened it up and I immediately like fucking freaked because I saw the <laughs> color. I saw the back of the pins and I went, no, you didn't. It's very distinctive. No, you yeah. didn't. And then that's when I, I fessed up. I was like, dude, I bought these for us. And then you're like, 
I bought these for us. <laughs> I did. For a while, I thought that I had them shipped to your house. I don't know if I said that out loud at the time. I thought when I bought them, I I accidentally shipped them to your house. And you're like, no, this is a present that I got. I'm like, how fucking bizarre. We got each other the same gifts. Because of the pizza debacle where you accidentally shipped the when you ordered pizza and had it fucked up at the wrong address Nightmare. when you were over at my place. That I had a horrible yeah. situation. You you ruined your reputation. I went at that through place. a very bad breakup this year. And yes, it was with my favorite pizza place. Yeah. Um, long story short, just a lot of misconnections, man. Um, so I I love this pizza place. I ordered Grubhub. They were my favorite. See, I can't even say their name. I'm so upset about you it. You were at my place. Yeah, so I was ordering to my place all the time, Grubhub. I'm hanging out with Josh. And I'm like, you know what? I want to invite my best, my best girl over. So I go on Grubhub. I get it. I order it. It doesn't doesn't show up at Josh's house, and it's like an hour, hour and fifteen. It was a good good amount of time. So I make a phone call to the Grubhub police, and I was like, "Listen, I gotta report my favorite pizza place. It's not here." So they called the pizza. The Grubhub police called the pizza place for me. They got the info, called me back, and they were like, "Well, it went to your address," and I'm like. I'm not at my address. I'm at my friend Josh's address. And I wrote that in there. And they're like, well, they didn't see it that way. And I forget what it was, but I was like, should I call them? And she was just like, no. I would I, give it a minute. I would. <laughs> I would. They're not happy with you. I'd put that on pause for a while. So so I broke up with a pizza place. She said she doesn't want to talk. And now we go to Little Caesars because pizza is just, they just fucking $5 to $8, anything. You just stand at Little Caesars for a good 15 minutes and get your hot and ready and you're on your way. Mm-hmm. So I got a Christmas gift uh, slash birthday gift early. Speaking about Christmas, you know what I'm about to get on now. Oh, yes. This Monday. So if this episode, the plan is to release this episode on Sunday. On Monday, I will be dropping my debut hip-hop Christmas EP called Delicious Cookie. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be it's going to be the most popular thing out. Everybody's going to know it. Everybody's going to love it. You're going to have 3 weeks to download it in between then and Christmas to learn all the words to be able to karaoke it at all your holiday parties. And for listeners of the show, during December, I will give you the tracks as the musical guests for the show. Some of them, not all of them. But in total, there's going to be five tracks. I have some guest artists lined up. It's going to be a good time. Just search my first and last name, Todd Tondera, Bandcamp. I'm not even actually sure the address right now, which I should have had prepared. But my first and last name into Bandcamp, Delicious Cookie, five hot hip-hop tracks that you're going to love. It's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I can't wait because even I am not fully prepared because I don't know anything about this. I've heard one song that mm-hmm. we we previewed earlier, yeah. Um, but I don't know anything about the guest artist or anything along these lines. So, and I remember even trying to sh- share a song with you, and you said, "No, I'll wait. I want to listen to it in the episode." So I didn't share any of this. I with want you. to be totally fresh. Yeah, I don't want to know anything about it. So Josh and I were back on our thrifting games today. Uh, we're recording Friday, so it's one of those days where it's back to back to back to back work. Um, in the morning, we thrift. Afternoon, we work. The evening, we hang out and record. (laughs) All day. Just the two of us. It's the best 12-hour day you could possibly imagine. Um, Out there a lot today in the thrifting world. Um, We did collect a haul for you, which we'll go over here in a second. But uh, some regulars were there there today. Cat Guy was there this morning. Yeah, Um, good to see Cat Guy. It's been a bit. He's a character. He, uh, He declined a Sylvester and Tweety mug today because he i tried to give him a sylvester and tweety mug that i found in the bins digging around he says he's got two of them already no no got that don't worry it's already in the collection um it's something i wanted to bring up and i'm not sure if you noticed it or not where is our old friend mary i have not seen mary in three (sighs) the last three to four times that i've been there and for new fans of the show, Mary is an older woman. I mean, you haven't seen her before, but she's basically a hunchback just by time. 
Yeah, she's been so carried over, nice. just carrying the world on her shoulders. Just for carrying a very the world on her time. back forever, a long time. All her carts are always full. I mean, we've we've picked stuff up for her because she's really nice, and she asks like, "Sir, could you get that?" Yeah, yeah, I got her a vacuum sometime or a record or something. I haven't seen her in three or four goes at it. It and she was an everyday person. I hope Mary didn't die. We got to ask around the community. Oh, I'll feel bad because her and I have had a special relationship. She touched, touched my yeah, yeah, she touched my butt. Um yeah, I, you I elbowed her boob once. I did. I, I gave her a little a second base with the nub of my elbow. Uh yeah, I picked that thing up for her. I mean, great been, woman. Just I just hope Mary is not dead right now. It's one of the That's longer That's the one dreams I have is Mary lives forever. I hope so. She'll in my heart. She does, but I don't know. So if anybody knows where Mary, don't know the last name, older woman is in western Pennsylvania, it's probably her. And if, we miss her. If Yeah, if you see an obituary about a Mary who loved thrifting, give us a heads up. Let us know so we can send flowers. Something. Yeah, some plastic Elbow ones. Elbow or we... boob just one time. Oh, no, no, one of course. No, 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 an old dead woman. Jesus. She'll remember you. I'll just, no, flowers. I'll gladly. Flowers, flowers. Card, flowers. Card, flowers. Card, flowers. Don't donate to a chat. I'm not touching an old dead boob. <laughs> so, <laughs> to get to the thrift hall today, um, for fans of the show that have been listening for a while, you know that I'm recollecting my old action figures. And every couple of weeks, either I find one in a secondhand store or, like, I'm pillaging through old uh, eBay collector's files because I don't want to buy them for face value. They're a lot of money. Um, They are called the core. And what the core are are generic G.I. Joes. So if you close your eyes and picture a G.I. Joe from, like, the 80s to the mid-90s, imagine that only weirder. They were the core action figures. And I had them as a kid because uh, they all came with, uh, like, there was different forces. It, it was always the same molds, but they were painted different because uh, the core fellas would go on different expeditions. And sometimes they'd go to space. Sometimes they'd go to Alaska. Sometimes deep sea adventures. So anyway, I've been recollecting those. And uh, so let's jump into this segment that we like to call Me at My Core. I have four new core guys this week, and what we've been doing is, uh, Josh has no idea who the core were. You didn't grow up with the core, nothing like that. I never had the core. I never collected the core. My knowledge of the core is Thrifty just- Thrifty podcast. Yes, slightly shorter than you and I's friendship. Right. So, um, I've been collecting these guys, and I have four more, and each of the four that I have here, if we have time- um, I'm going to have Josh look through them, describe them head to toe, and give them an occupation, give them a name, give them a purpose. And then I will then come in afterwards to say what their real names are and what their purposes are. I'm good with this. And this is only the second time we've done this. And- yeah, we, we've done this segment for at least like three, four episodes. But this is the second time where you've given them names and occupations. And you fucking hit a home run last time. Chip and chop, hot cops. Chip and chop, hot cops. A great episode in the catalog of the show. <laughs> well, yeah, these guys, uh, and I stay blind to these before we go. It's amazing how often I agree to surprises when I'm like, mm-hmm. typically fucking hate it. Um... Yeah, so this guy, and and we had these four guys out, and I was going to show them to Josh before we recorded. He said no to that. He actually covered them up with another part of the thrift hall we're going to be going over. But he has the first guy in his hand. What are we looking at here, Josh? This guy is, uh, like, head-to-toe, like, long johns that are yellow. And he's wearing, like, uh... oh, shit. Oh, I knocked his head off. That's okay. Um, almost like catcher's gear. Heads, Heads come off. Well, it was the uh, the helmet. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. We'll find it. Yeah. It oh, like... it's right by that cord. There you go. Okay, perfect. Knocked he... his helmet right off his fucking head. It's really slippery. It looks like a like a penis head. Yeah, it's definitely a penis hat at least. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, he's head to toe like yellow undercoverings, and then he's got like green catcher's gear. Like a 
like a chest plate and gauntlets and that's little, fair like, to say catch your like i never thought of it but he's like it's a yellow leotard with like a catcher's outfit and then a gray helmet with like a light bulb on it yeah it looks like it's yeah it's just like a light strapped on and then underneath he looks like the dad from Step by Step. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he's the most... Pretty white bread. Yeah, he just like... Step by step, day by day. Yeah, he really just like... Oh, Carol. Yeah. Like... Carol. Just a really disenfranchised uh-huh. minesweeper. Yeah. But... Yeah, he's like a... So, aside from being a disenfranchised minesweeper... What I, do think you... <laughs> I think that's the profession. Okay. I mean, like... He hates us. He's got to drive into work from the suburbs every day and just like, ah, stepkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, the helmet. Talk about the helmet a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's completely flat on the back, like mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. no reason, apparently. Sure is. And then it's just like, m- yeah, mushroomed out with a little light on the front of it. But mm-hmm. I guess he just sees through the one light could be you could be on to something like a little cyclops you could be on uh, something and knowing like how generic core names are like boomerang bill or whatever that was yep boomerang bill was on the show uh chopper was on the show yeah. avalanche um being that he's a guy and he looks like he could be a cyclops mm-hmm. his core name is guy clops wow <laughs> guy clops okay yeah. So, Guy Klops and a disenfranchised, what did you call him? Minesweeper. He's a minesweeper. He's got to protect himself. That's why he's got catcher's gear. Guy Klops. Okay. Well, what you're looking at at is actually the second version of Night Laser. All right. The first version of Night Laser was, I had a green leotard and gray pads. He shouldn't be Night Laser if he's dressed in bright yellow. Well, the first one wasn't, but the second idea was it didn't glow in the dark, but the idea that his costume, that his outfit, like, glue so he could see. But Night Laser, he was a sci-fi technical expert equipped with night vision and what's described as cunning gear. Cunning gear. Yeah, so the catcher shit. It's very cunning that he made this out of his stepson's gear. <laughs> but his face looks like that of, like, sort of a, like, Ken doll, but, like, before it got conventionally attractive. Like, on the way to puberty, like, through puberty. Yeah, and Ken his doll. eyebrows don't even match his hair. He's got, like, black eyebrows and, like, little... So that helmet gave him sci-fi... Uh, a techni- it, it gave him the sci-fi technical expert to, to kind of see shit that the normal human eye wouldn't. Night vision. Night laser. Second version. In the 80s, you need an entire helmet for night vision. That's pretty, pretty. Yeah, that guy is actually from like 92, I believe. All these core figures are from 86 to 93. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, he only has one weapon, too. He's. Yeah. Obviously, he's Mm got to be cunning. So, uh, all the other guys, let's pick another one. See what you got here. Uh, Yeah, this guy. Ooh, went there quick. Okay. I like this guy. I mean,. I don't like the fact that he looks like a Nazi, but he looks like he has character if he's not a Nazi. Okay. Which I'm hoping he's not. So what tells you that he could be a Nazi? He's got, guy? like, the Nazi hat. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, an eagle, and the symbol in the middle is kind of blanked out, so it's hard to see, but there's definitely a symbol that the eagle At is At the on. very least, white power. At the very least. The blonde hair doesn't help him at no, all. No, it doesn't. So what's his gear look like on this guy? Uh, he looks like a brown M. Bison. Uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah? yeah? Like, like if you... I never th- See, I like that you you look at these guys and you say something, and I go, yeah, that's what it was. And I'm biased. I'm completely biased because I grew up with these, always had them around. But you know when you have like a new person at the office and they just, they just announce something that you've always known but never recognized? That's what you do with these guys. You're like, yeah, that's a Nazi. He looks like M. Bison. Yeah. I'm like, yes, he does. That is exactly what it is. That's how Jerry Seinfeld got famous. That's yeah. his entire shtick. Mm-hmm. You ever notice? But yeah, he, uh, he's he got brown camo pants on, and uh, he's strapped on the thigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also strapped on the chest as well, but he's wearing just a brown bomber jacket. And a lot of the core guys do have a gun across their chest all the time. All Like a lot of them. Like just like, you know, like. It's a holster that you'd think would be on your leg or on your arm, but it's just, like, diagonal across your chest with a gun on it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but some of these guys are good and some of them are evil, right? Sure, yep. Okay, well, what was uh, Night Laser? Guy Cops? Good. 
He's a good guy? Yeah. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at his face. Like, you can't... He That's not a heel face. You're like, fuck. I mean, it's like maybe X-Pac heat, but like... No, the worst thing he's ever done is ground you because you haven't had the car back on time. Yeah, he just got need to get to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, little M. Bison here. He's got, yeah, a brown bomber jacket and then a green pistol mm-hmm. and the brown Nazi hat and an eye patch. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, before that was really on trend. Mm-hmm. And what do you think uh, his name is? <laughs> well, it says Fox on his jacket. Oh, it says Fox on his jacket? <laughs> he's got a patch, yeah. This is why I picked him up, because I figured he might be kind of a <laughs> gimme. I was like, I haven't gotten many of these right, but I think this one, I could be going along with it. Well, that is the second version of Fox. Yeah, I never fuck. Really? It says, give me that. He's not like, see, I was going to go it with like. It says Fox right on him. I was going to give him a promotion and go with like Corporal Fox, Fox or like Lieutenant Fox because of the, you know. It's just Fox. He's just Fox. Yeah. And so he has an eye patch in the first edition of uh fox was it was like an elegant gray he was gray for gray hat gray and and it i guess it was too nazi because it was like a uniform color like one color an eye patch he wasn't wearing the camo no it was one color like a gray like an elegant gray with an eye patch blonde hair and they were like ooh, that's like the ceremonial nazi garb oh yeah so when you said nazi i was like you should have seen him in gray (laughs) like oh boy that 83 one yeah, but uh, uh, he was known for, in his bio goes, his strategic mission planning and command. He excels at large-scale multi-force operations, impeccable service in high command and of NATO forces, Br- brilliantly directed operations combining land, sea, and air power, all with one eye. All that means is that he's really good at taking over Poland. Yeah. <laughs> Poland. He can get Poland. He could get France. He could take all by your boat, shit. By air. All your shit also missing an eye. Doesn't need depth perception to plan battles. Nothing. So that was, uh, and he was a bad, he was a bad guy. He, well, yeah, because obviously. Yeah. You know, the whole genocide He's a thing. Nazi. Yeah. He's <laughs> a Nazi. Um, all right, let's pick up another one. See. Yeah, I'm torn between these, these last two, who to go first, because the one is a naked robot and the other one is a stereotypical terrorist yeah um so let's go with the naked robot this one i will say before you get into what it looks like it's one of the most interesting core guys for a couple of different reasons but go ahead with your explanation of who it is well is it first off is he interesting because his arms don't work and this one just wobbles oh yeah his joints his joints that one was like picked up out of like a uh not a goodwill but like a thrift store like a community thrift yeah and i think he has a busted finger too yeah like he was right on the bottom it's a hard picking to find him but that was bought at a a thrift store this guy so this what are guy, we looking at? He looks like uh like if RoboCop and a luchador fucked. Yeah. Um he's wearing like he re- does, yep. He's wearing like red tights mm-hmm. and robot boots. No shirt. Absolutely no shirt and no nipples either. <laughs> no. Um just completely clean up top. Very... But but some form of backpack, even though he has no shirt. So he has a backpack on naked skin. Yeah, he and it looks like he something plugs into his back. But yeah, he's yeah. got like what looks like it could be like the shoulder apparatus of a jetpack. And the and the gear is red, blue, silver. He's a white guy, and his helmet is like sort of like an egg head. If you cut like an egg in half and wore that, it's sort of like that. Yeah, it's got a Robocop front to it. It's all silver and it like goes down around his nose. But mm-hmm. then the back of it is red and it has a chin strap. Now, I don't know that you could tell on that figure and maybe you can because that's that figure's kind of worn in. But there's actually on his naked chest, there's supposed to be a star somewhere like a like a gold star. Is there a star on him or is it all gone? I don't see a star at all. Yeah, it's I probably mean, worn off. He's got little abs, but like Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was something that Yeah, there was like a whole thing. Do you yeah, have that? nope. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. Do you know what it was? Is that a clue? Yeah, it well, it, it actually would only make things more confusing. I will tell you what it was, but it was a backpack and it said number 34 on it and it was blue. 34 have any reasoning or I'm saying it could be a clue but it also could make it harder because what the fuck's that yeah he's a WD 34 like WD 40 mm-hmm. um, so what do you think this character's name is 
Man, I really hope it comes into play about why he's not wearing a shirt. Mm, it barely does, but it does. <laughs> it barely does. And I'll say this, there's no way you're going to guess his name. No way. If you get, There's no possible way. We could be here. We could record this episode of this show for until we're both dead. You would not guess yeah. it. Well, do you remember Aki Man from the old like N64 yeah, wrestling Aki game? Yeah, Aki Man. He looks like if Aki Man took his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Um, NWO WCW Revenge. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm just gonna go with like Corbot. Corbot. Corbot, because it's okay. I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's well, so I mean, fun. you're I not gonna. Bad. That's feel, a bad. It's I a bad. Feel, it's not a great guess. No, it's, it's not, not great. <laughs> but like, there's no way you're gonna guess it. Now, as I originally teased, there are two reasons why. Um, this guy is is very cool to have. Number one, there's only I think there's only four or five core guys that were never repainted and repackaged ever. This guy was one of them. He never got a fucking shirt. He never got a shirt. And for these core guys, much like GI Joes, it was the same mold, but depending the mission, you would paint them a different color. So as I said, Night Laser, that's the yellow one. That's the second edition. I have the second edition of Fox. This guy's name, Steve Wyoming. Steve Wyoming. What the fuck? And that's the reason why the second part is actually interesting. That's a letdown. Oh, I'm getting. I thought my guess was a bad guess. Steve, Steve Wyoming, Wyoming passed an entire fucking board of people. <laughs> I had to come up with that live. <laughs> yeah. So Steve Wyoming was an all-pro quarterback, but he was also a PhD in in uh, aeronautics, and he was also an engineer. This came out in 1992. He was an all-pro quarterback. Steve Wyoming was a play on Joe Montana. Oh, clever. So those were the two reasons. He never got repainted into – so this is the only Steve Wyoming figure there is. So – And he was also a, a modeled after a pro quarterback. In core canon, right, he never got repainted. And they get repainted when they go on new missions. Yes. He so never got reused. He died. He's dead. He he just – he, he died, died. And he never went out again. He, this is the only Steve. Yeah. Good. And there's – I think there's four of them at best five. That never got repackaged. He's one of them, Steve Wyoming. But he's got the he. I I used to have. It's weird because when I was a kid, I mean, he was a rare figure. I used to have two of them, and I used to be like, dude, I got two Steve Wyoming. So I made him like a twin tag team. So that was kind of fun. But well, maybe the thirty-four. I don't remember Joe Montana's number. Twelve. It wasn't thirty-four, but it was it, just to say, like, 12. I'm a football yeah. player. I'm a football player because he was a football player and an engineer. Thirty-four is not even a quarterback's number. No, it's not. No, Mm-mm. but yeah. no shirt. That sort of describes it. I don't know. Oh, I'm glad. So we got the, the last one on the list today for the for me at my core. Um, Josh, that was the fourth guy. What are we looking at here? Um, so this guy has a turban on. Uh, but it's got a Japanese, like the old Japanese flag on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's wearing like uh, some sort of crocodile camo outfit. Fair. It's like a, what's it, like a tan green with blue over it. Yeah, it's like a light, like grayish green with like blue diamonds. Turban, all, beard. All over it. Yeah, turban, beard, um, knife and a grenade on the chest. Yep. And suspenders for a very curious reason mm-hmm. um, that are white. Well, they matched the turban, but... Uh, he was a bad guy. He's wearing, like, pantaloons. Mm-hmm. Well, Chopper has the same lower half. That's a, a little secret. The first and second Choppers have the same lower half. They had, But Chopper had black boots and white pants. This guy, same lower half, but you wouldn't know. You're, like, autistic for the core. I wish I could remember <laughs> these many details about anything. But ask me where my wallet or my keys are. <laughs> Legitimately. I don't know where they are. I don't know where my wallet and keys are as we're sitting here being friends. It amuses me to no end that you can recite core facts just, just like... Where's your coat? Forgot it. I Yeah, I have to remind you on a regular basis to put your coat on before you leave a building. Hey, you left the building. You're not wearing your coat. Oh, I left it in the building. Like, hey, we left work a block ago, and I just noticed you're it, it's 30 degrees and you're in short sleeves. But the first edition of Night Laser is green, and the second <laughs> one is yellow. 
I know you don't have to look these facts up, and that's the thing. No. I know when you research things and when you just know these Yeah, things. I just know that fucking... So it's the same lower half as uh, Chopper. Yeah. yeah, the 87 Chopper. 87 Chopper. Yeah, it was made in the George factory. Yeah, yeah. but he's got, like, the, yeah, the balloony pantaloons on. Mm-hmm. Um, but based off of the, la- the laziness of their naming protocol and the fact that... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be Arab or if the turban symbol is... a you know, actually the Japanese flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go with Bonsai, which I feel really bad guessing. Mm, bonsai. Well, it's not too far removed. His name is Bengala. Okay. What Bengala. about Bengala? Mm-hmm. And that's version two of Bengala. And he's an Indian soldier. And the original figure came with an elephant gun. I don't have that elephant gun. Though. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he did. He's a third-generation member of the Royal Bengal Lancers. Works best solo. Prefers advanced guard or scout positions. I love that he's a bad guy, yet his predominant trait is that he shoots elephants. He's not out trying to take over the world. The core is just like, shut down this motherfucker, killing elephants. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, a guy that I used in Chopper. I used in the same fashion because. Shawn Michaels, if you guys know wrestling, he does a super kick. And for whatever reason, like, their boots and their pantaloons made it cool to, like, be like, wah, and, like, kick. So Bengala's finisher was uh, a super kick. Later on in Bengala's life form, if you know Bad Boy, Whispering Willie, the guy with the mohawk that I have on my desk at work. He sits at work. People come by and they're like, Who's this? You have to be like, this is bad boy. This is bad boy. This is my action figure, <laughs> bad boy. And Ben Gala and bad boy, this was like bad boy, probably like 3.0 or 4.0 at that point. They wore black and purple and they were like a team. So eventually Ben Gala in his life form tagged with bad boy. They were that bad. Were they a heel team or were they? They were heels, baby. So bad boy was actually bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bad Boy's real name is Whispering Willie. <laughs> so, WWBB, that's what I went with. WWBB? Mm-hmm. Oh. So that has been Me at My Core. Very successful. I think that's the best one we've done with that. I got one right. I'm just going to ride that one out. Ben Gala is very close to Bonsai, especially in... And you were never going to guess Steve Wyoming. No, Steve Wyoming's incredibly lame. Like, if you know that it's 90... Uh, but his helmet doesn't give anything away about football. Well, it's supposed to be that, like, he's, like, playing football in space. So it's like a few... What the past thought the future of football would look like, sort of like that. You'd still wear a fucking shirt. Yeah, That's you'd still, what it would at, look at any like. point you'd wear a shirt. Yeah. yeah. But the other stuff that we got in our thrift haul today, um, I I got those throughout the past couple of weeks, those core guys. Uh, we went to the outlet today. I actually, I just got like a cassette holder. There was a another VCR quarterback game that I had, but I eventually bailed on. Yeah, it was the college version, no good. Yeah, um, there was a lot of board games there that we picked through. Um, a miss is we were picking up the pieces of a WWE board game. Yeah, but the- an old like uh like trivia early, early attitude era trivia yeah, game. Yeah, like 96 97 WWE trivia game, but it was scattered and I looked it up and it was like it goes for like 9 10 bucks. So yeah. it's like it's not worth piecing it together. Just a thousand trivia cards across a really expansive space. But we also got uh I I picked probably most of the vault, but Josh got himself a nice little record haul today. Yeah. I, Nine in total. It was a great team effort because you went in when the new bins came through. I stand back because it gets a little, you know, a little mm-hmm. sketchy for me. But you would dive right in, grab the records, pass turn, them off. and hand them to me, and then t- dive right back in for other stuff. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot there, but no. there were some good records. I mean, there was a lot of records you total. Probably, did you think you maybe, like, went through about 40, 30, 40? Something oh, like that? I would say easily. Yeah. yeah. Easy. I would even say maybe up to like 50 or 60 really? of them. Yeah. Okay. So you found some independently too. Yeah. There were a lot that were buried through and counting the 45s. Yeah. I probably went through, you know, 15 45s just by those. Well, we had, I mean, it wasn't the, the most spectacular run, um, but the stuff that we got was really cool. 
Um, with those records, I think we had like a good good teamwork base. Like as soon as the new stuff was wheeled out in those bins and everybody dove in, I dove in like I usually do. But you're not too too far behind usually. Like if they wheel out three, like you wait like the first two three minutes and then you go. Yeah, my strategy is I like to wait because. They wheel them out. You can't look through one yeah. and two before three comes out. No. So I like to hang back and look at like the back end of two and early on in three. And then mm-hmm. when people come over to three, I kind of loop back around to one. Yeah. And I think we had something really good worked out because you were we were doing that normal strategy. But in that, I was diving in right away. And I wasn't even in, and you sort of have to do this with all of those people. You just grab stuff without even really looking at it. But there was records that came out, and I just picked them up automatically. I took one stack back to base, back to the cart, and I think I was like, here, here's another stack. Yeah. And I didn't look through them, but I knew they were records. Some of them were roached, though. Some of them had, like, that green shit on them. Yeah, there was a Cars record that was yeah. just, it was growing the, and, like, it's okay if it's on, you know, the the record. You can clean it off pretty or easy. Or even part of the sleeve. You and, could, yeah, part of the sleeve. You can clean it. There are ways to yeah. get rid of that stuff and make sure it doesn't grow back and, like, a lot of that is just, you know, you know, and that's why people probably donate it is because it gets roached and they're like, you know what? I don't have it in me. I don't listen to it that much to go through the process of cleaning it because it can be a bit. So it's a big shout out to G-Man. G-Man. G-Man really supplied the records today. A lot of the records today um, because my collection has a lot of different stuff in mm-hmm. it, but I really enjoy a lot of like Motown, a lot of like 50s, and you got 60s, like a 70s. good, you got a good mixture and G-Man was written on at least three or four of those g-man's right? yeah on three or four of them um what some, were some of the the hits that you got today that you really liked um well i got the genius of ray charles none of these are worth like a huge amount of money but mm-hmm. they i mean they retail for like three bucks on average for a lot of them but and you got them for a quarter a quarter for them like fuck it why not like yeah so the genius of ray charles was yeah, pretty cool um, james su- brown james brown super bad um yeah that's looks older yeah i felt bad i think that's um like 60 Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost got cold sweat. Cold sweat was there, but I passed on it because it was kind of roached out. Yeah. Um, heart. Yeah, one of my favorites, Heart. Like, yeah. I grew up absolutely loving Heart, um, and this is Heart, Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Gender fluid. Absolutely. Gender fluid, baby. I mean, this is like the uh, when everybody in the 80s was wearing the Designing Women suits. I don't Hell know. yeah. If, yeah, if you oh, remember yeah. the show Designing Women's. But, yeah, like, the, I don't know what instrument this guy plays. But he looks like Delta Burke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely great. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got the Temptations, Elton John, Tumbleweed Connection. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not. We were talking about it today. There's not a whole lot of rock that you. No. Find yeah. We were talking about my, that. Like people hold on to their rock collections, but we. I think G-Man died, and that's yeah, how his G-Man, stuff came that's, through. Yep. Um, cause some of it was roached, um, but a lot of it was Marvin Gaye greatest hits. That's it. That's it. G man is prominent on that one written there. G man is written really big on, on that one. All of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's written on the inside, um, sleeves as oh, well. Nice. Okay. Which is a really good key move because you know, if it, mm-hmm. if it ends up somewhere out, you know, like they're not looking for that, you know, mm-hmm. you got the record. You boom. could, yeah, you know, this is G man. Simple shit. transaction. Um, and then I got, yeah. Sly and the family stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's not G-Man, or G-Man. This one has MAM. MAM on it, M-A-M. M-A-M. In pen. Yeah, written in the same corner. Um, And this was with G-Man stuff, and there mm-hmm. were multiple MAMs. This is just the only one I bought. Yeah. So I think that G-Man and MAM might have been a couple, and when G-Man died, some Ma'am. MAM stuff came along with it. Yeah. Because um, they were, it seemed like, I mean, they were from different periods of time, but the like the, the actual... Uh, like the like the shape of all of them looks similar because even the ones that were roached they were roached in the same way as if they were from the same collection. Yeah, the one yeah everything was pieced together, and mm-hmm. that's the the nice thing is that like a lot of times when we do find collections, that's how I know like if I'm looking through a stack of records and the first six of them are like Johnny Mathis and you know that I know I'm not gonna find an ACDC record. Yeah, Motley Crue's not going to be in there. No, you know, it's not going to just happen to be in there. It's all one person's old, dumb, religious shit. 
And we find, and I guess we, I didn't see too, too many today, but if there are records, sometimes it's a big disappointment because it's just like old Christmas shit. And it's like, fuck. There was, and I saw like one there. It's like, keep Christ in Christmas. And it was on the shelf. And I was like, I'm not. You know what? I almost bought that one just because I like the cover of it. Yeah. It was just really like, and it had like a little, there was a little, I wish I could remember. It had like a little side note to it. Mm -hmm. You know, like we make sure to. Or something like oh. that. And it was just like really sent it over the top. Like it wasn't just a statement. It was like a statement and like a fuck you, you don't. Oh, and it got shelf time, which records really don't get there. Yeah, it was prominently displayed. It was set up with the Christmas items. And the Christmas record that I got this week that was also a record was Johnny Cash's Christmas. I love it. You love everything Johnny Cash. I though. love everything Johnny Cash. Anything Johnny does, <laughs> I I want it. I so much want it. God, just such an obsession with it. I uh, love uh, all the Johnny Cash stuff. If you guys have any extra Johnny Cash albums, thrifty podcast at yahoo.com. Send just it any in. leads, Get any it. even even a sniff of it in the field. <laughs> like I need it on. I need uh, walk the line on DVD. I need it backdated to VHS to go with my collection. I need it on Blu-ray. Anything Johnny Cash, like live shit, rarities. I mean, I have so much of it. I only need I need more. Even if it's just Joaquin Phoenix impersonating oh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, get go to Target, get some of those Johnny Cash shirts there. Send them to me. I I can I dozens. All of it. Anybody. But, yeah, we got a hell of a haul. In fact, we got stuff that we're not going to have time to talk about this week, but we're going to lead next week's episode off on it. Um, we're actually going to take a quick commercial break, but when we get back, we're taking another journey on the Roach Coach. That's where we answer your questions. Stick around. I was waved to the front by St. Peter himself. You know what happened? As I stood there, St. Peter looked at me and said, Kevin, as much as we would all love to have you up here, they need you down on earth. They need Kevin Owens. And he even provided me with my very own guardian Angel Sammy Zane. And then as I, as I returned down and re-entered my body, that's when I realized my new purpose. And that's to turn SmackDown Live into my very own personal paradise. And here we are, all gathered here tonight in Kevin's heaven. Or as I like to call it, the Kevin Owens Show! Let me introduce to you my best friend and guardian angel, Sammy Zane! See, my whole life has been spent trying to please people. My whole career has been about pleasing all these people all your hopes and dreams and your morals and your beliefs and your ideals and your values and i put it all on my shoulder and i embarked on a long arduous journey and it brought me all the way to it brought me to mediocrity so cut to hell in a cell shane mcmahon versus Kevin Owens inside the Hell in a Cell. I'm watching the match with bated breath just like every one of you. And honest to goodness, just like every one of you, I wanted Shane McMahon to win. I did. And when Shane McMahon knocked Kevin Owens off the Hell in a Cell structure to the announce table below, he had that match won. But then he turned around and he started to climb all the way back up to the top of the cell. Kevin Owens has been a lot of things to me over the years. He's been my best friend. 
He's been my bitter rival. He's been everything in between. But the one thing he's always been and will always be is my brother. When I saw Shane McMahon up there, I knew he didn't just not care about me. He didn't care about you either. He didn't care about anything but himself. He didn't care about avenging the McMahon name. He just wanted to end your career or worse. And so I saved my brother because it was the right thing to do. I saved my brother because Shane McMahon had become an absolute psychopath. And Kevin, for the longest time, I thought I despised you. Now I realize I just despise the fact you were right. Sammy Zane! No, 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 hey, hang on. No, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Owens. No, 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 no. Sammy Zane! No, 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 come on now, guys. Give it up for the victorious Kevin Owens! This is the definition of friendship. There is no rain today. The sun is out to stay. back to you yeah i appreciate the old mugs from halloween yeah the mug did we talked about the mugs on the last episode i think right i think so yeah okay good because i use them in the cover art so if i didn't talk about halloween mugs last week i lied to you because i put them in the cover art of the I'm show i'm pretty sure that we talked about it did we have at some point well anyway josh got four halloween <laughs> mugs last last haul yeah so there <laughs> to it's go the back to art. a previous thing we might or may have may, not. may not have forgotten but uh Second act of the show is something that we've been building to for uh, a little while. We finally gave it the name. Welcome, everybody, to the Roach Coach. I'm glad we clarified that the Roach Coach is a vehicle. Yeah, it's a bus, is what I imagined it. Yeah, ever, we get on the Roach Coach. I thought the Roach Coach... We are coach, the coach. Yeah, see, I thought the coach was, like, you know, a person. And we're the coaches to the people who email yeah, in. Yeah, I, I don't want to be, you know, the coach person. I'm much more like the vehicle. We, you know, we yeah. go that destination around. See, I'm okay with both interpretations. However, the roaches want to be looked at, like, if they're on the vehicle with us or if we're their coaches, it's fine. We're all friends is I've what just, I want to say. I've seen you in your gym teacher costume where you wear your gym <laughs> shorts and say pwned. Yeah, <laughs> that was – that's a look. That's an inside look for me. Yeah. Just old, busted-up fucking gym shorts. 
Yeah. So the Roach Coach is when we uh, open up our email address, uh, thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. And you guys reach out to us either with questions. Um, you ask us if we could find something for you, uh, anything like that. So we have a whole bunch of emails. We're just going to get through a couple today. Um, this one comes from, uh, I believe, a first-time emailer. His name was Mike, I believe, because the name Mike was in the email address. But it goes like this. Thrifty, I really like the Halloween episodes. Thank you, Mike. They're my favorite as well. I'm in the middle of a vacation in which I drove across the center of PA. It didn't seem like anything like I thought it would be. The thrift stores in central PA are community-ran but have very little to them. The stuff seems like it's the same stuff on the shelf for years. Bigger cities, yeah, bigger cities, better stuff. Have you been out that way? Well, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, I live, Mike, I live in, if you don't know, I live in Pittsburgh, which is in western Pennsylvania. Um, Philly's on the other side. Philly's pretty cool, too. But I'm not sure where you're from, but the center of uh, Pennsylvania, it's not something we're super proud of. <laughs> it's a um, little, I mean, James Carville once said, you know, you got Philly in the west, you got Pittsburgh in the east, and you have Kentucky in the middle of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And that's kind of how it works. I mean, I grew up relatively close to it, not mm-hmm. in the hotbed, like not Somerset. Yeah. You know, but like north. A little bit up. And friend yeah. of the show, on the show before, Ryan, he grew up in Oil City. So that's yeah. sort of... He's a little more in there. there. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. And like in those areas... And he's absolutely right. The thrift stores are bunk. They're just, it's 95% clothing. And then, like, a toaster and some baby shit. Uh, The times that I've went thrifting, and I mean, I've, for basically my whole life, I've lived in Pittsburgh. I've done a lot of traveling. I've stayed in other places. I've done a lot of things. Um, But the main majority of my time, I've lived in Pittsburgh or close to Pittsburgh. And so I've been to thrift stores in Central PA before, too, and I know what you mean. It does seem like the stuff that's, like, that's been there. It could have been there yesterday. It could have got there yesterday or 20 years ago. Same place. You'll never know. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think in those small towns, I think yard sales are much more prevalent. Okay. And I think that's what carries a lot of the secondhand stuff in those areas. Because it's like community thrift, at least to me, and you may have a better perspective on it because you're kind of from the area, but it's like in smaller communities, there's like, well, that's the post office. That's the gas station. That's the whatever. And it's like, that's the thrift store. That's where we take our stuff that only exists in this town there when we don't need it. It just, it trades in a cycle. And that's the thing. If you live in a town like that and you buy your stuff at a thrift store, it's intimidating to wear to school because you know damn well about that, yeah. that it's somebody you went to school with. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't want to, like, buy a T-shirt and have somebody be like, I just donated that to Goodwill on Friday. When did you buy that? And you'd be like, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, right after you donated it. So you didn't really, there was not a lot of give and take because it's the same. It just, it's a site. And, and that's why the stuff looks like it could be there for 20 years. Yeah. It might have only been there for six months. But it's probably been there five times in the last five years. You yeah. know, it just it goes back through the cycle again. And I'm assuming some of that stuff was probably in somebody's closet for like 15 years. And so it has that aged look to it. So it may have gotten there today and it arrived there today. But that aged look came from the house that it came from. Yeah. And you need a hipster community in your town. To get rid of to a lot least, of shitty looks. Yeah, just to flush, flush something. It flush clears, you need in your world. It clears stuff out. And, like, there's things about it that are good or bad, you mm-hmm. know. But, like, in the city, you know, w- there are people who regularly go to these places mm-hmm. and clear stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of that, more stuff comes through. And in the big cities, you have people who move and people who are switching around. Mm-hmm. In those towns, people don't do that. You're in a spot. You're in a spot. Yeah. You're not. That you might have like one big move, and that's when you get all that shit from the closet. But then in the city, it's like, I mean, how many times I've moved once, and you know, I'm probably gonna move again eventually. And I had to get, you know, I had two rounds of this gotta go, this gotta stay, this have to stay. And even when I move out of here, I'm already there's already like a couple boxes worth of stuff where I'm like, I don't want to take this. 
out of here. I'm not going to take it yeah, out of here. I've lived in Pittsburgh for like 15 years now, and I've moved, like, I've been in like four, I think, different spots, maybe five And total. every time there's always that extra, like, yeah, I'll throw that out or keep that. Donate yeah. this shit, donate that shit, write it off on the taxes. Yeah, but it's absolutely right. Central PA is a suck hole, both in thrifting and in politics. But I, true... I also wish your vacation goes well, Mike. I don't know what you were doing, but yeah, seriously, yeah, that's kind of wild. That's a fun time driving around and thrifting. Like that's a really good, enjoyable mm-hmm. time. I don't know, Mike. I don't know if you went thrifting as a vacation through Central Pennsylvania, and that's why you were kind of like displeased because you're like that was your big thing. You were going up to PA to do it or down to PA. But if you're ever in Pittsburgh or close to that area, uh, hit Thrifty Podcast. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, Come with us. We always invite some friends. Yeah, swing by. Mm-hmm. Um, Come check out. Uh, we we promise better stores. Than, yeah. Oh, some, some of those cities. Stuff. Yeah. Um. So a a lot of the the people who email the show, I always say, reach out, be friends. Um. Dustin, who's been cool. Um. Dustin is. Uh. He collects uh, Disney stuff, and he had said that since listening to the show, he was like, "Yo, I I do this more," and, and like he asks us on Instagram all the time about like. Showing the halt. Dustin, I still have two books for you. I got to send. Got some stuff to get out. The Disney stuff is going to be good. Yeah, and he sent us an email, and in the email he said he was getting out. He's talking about seasonal depression because we were. And I'm like, dude, that's we could be boys. We get it. The depression boys. That's why Josh and I became friends to begin with, Dustin. Absolutely. Wrestling and depression. <laughs> it bonds this friendship together. But, yeah, come out. I mean, thrifting's a great way yeah. to get over. I mean, because even if you're depressed, spending $4 on some dumb shit to cheer yourself up just absolutely makes everything better. It doesn't feel better. bad. Yeah. So, but he let us know that he's still on the Disney prowl. He got some Oliver and Company stuff. So, you know, I'm sure his week was pretty okay. I've never seen that movie, I got to confess. Well, it was... he'll tell you. Dustin, could you email us and tell us more about Oliver and Company? Give us a synopsis and also the character names, and we'll look those people up for you. That's a lot of work. Just come hang out, man. Yeah, come hang out. Uh, we also got a, an email. I think it's uh, the first, we've heard from Jacks before, but this is uh, from Jack Jack Phelps, all the way from Arizona. Um, he emailed the Roach Coach this week. I'd like to tell you about a find I found. Is that allowed within the rules of the Roach Coach? Of course it is. There are no rules. There are no rules here. You got you are the you make the rules. Fucking You're the roaches. Anarchy. Anarchy. Walt Disney, 25th anniversary. This falls in the year of our Lord, 1996. To celebrate this occasion, what does Walter Disney Company do? They produce a VHS tape. The, the Walt Disney World Vacation Planning Video. A video I was able to purchase for 50 cents at Arizona's finest good garbage store, Bookman's Entertainment Exchange. The video plays more like a cult video than an infomercial. You have testimonials from all these adults saying they're the happiest they've ever been. You've got a clip of the Disney Institute. You've got a clip of Disney at sea. You know what What else is in the sea? The dang Scientologists. That's who. In conclusion, any adult who goes to the Walter Disney World is insane. Avoid at all costs. Thank you, Jack Phelps. Sounds like Jack... I'm, I'm going to read this without reading it. Sounds like Jack was drunk at Bookman's, was like, what is this fucking Walter Disney VHS? Bought it for 50 cents. Probably got fucking blazed on weed back at his home and then wrote a, wrote us an email. That's It's a lot to take in. And mm-hmm. I don't understand. I like the video review, Shaq. Yeah, like, I don't want to say bad things about Scientology. I mean, I do want to say bad things about Scientology, but they're, they're you know, very suspicious people, and they'll track you down and do horrible things to your life. But yeah. I don't understand how the rage for Scientology pops up in the Walt, right there. The Walt Disney VHS. Yeah. Like, just a commercial for The Mummy comes on mid-email, and you're like, this little motherfucker. Gotta get out. You gotta get out. Ugh. Taking Brendan Fraser's job. I'm trying to think of what, so did he say the mid-80s? What did that email say? As far as the time frame, yeah, yeah, it would have been the mid '80s, I think, because it was. What was no? Like I the think popular... it was '96. '96, the year of our Lord. '96. Year of our Lord. '96. And '96. What was like the banging rides at Walt Disney? I've never been to Walt Disney. Ah, uh, oh god, I went, but it's a horrible story. Mm. Um, I don't know. I've never really been. enjoyed it. <laughs> I went to Universal for like the Millennium, you uh-huh. know, like New Year's 1999. My best friend and I went to Universal. Was but... that on New Year's Eve? Yeah. 
Really? You spent it that at Universal? Yeah, it was fucking. That's kind of fucking tight. It was super dope. It was Y2K shit. It was crazy awesome. I like it. I like it. It was like, yeah, we were. Do you think the, did you think the world was going to end? No. No. Okay. No, I was 15. Yeah, I would have been 16 in 2000. So, no, I was 15. I was invincible. Nothing was ever going to stop us. Fair. So if you were 15, I was probably 13. Yeah. So I was, well, actually, if I think about my own age, not based on your age, it might be easier because I'm alive and I know me. Um, where was I? It was, I graduated in, no, I had to be in seventh grade because I was in sixth or seventh grade because I was in eighth grade when 9-11 happened. And I remember that. You've, I based everything pre or post 9-11 and where I was. Everything, yeah, 9-11 is your hinge point for everything. Everything is like, let Welcome. me do the math from 9-11. I'm like, I oh, I remember where I was from the millennium. You're like, wait, Nine, let me, I can figure out where after, I was on the millennium, but I need to remember 9-11, 9/11 was. Minus one year. Okay, yeah. Let me go back nine. <laughs> so now that I thought about 9-11, I actually know where I was when the millennium hit. I was at home. I was hanging with my sister. Um, my sister was dating this guy who ended up, they broke up, and that guy dated my high school girlfriend, and then they broke up, and then I got with my high school girlfriend. And it was weird because both of them had the same ex. That is weird. And then, obviously, my sister never dated me, but my girlfriend in high school did. Yeah. that's That was fun. You keep it tight. Yeah, she's still... Her and I are still... Her and I, I mean, my my girlfriend in high school, we're still cool. Jen and I, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's all right. Okay. Yeah. But I, on the, the night that, that the world was supposed to end, I remember jumping on some cars and one of them was my, like, grandpa's car at the time and we were boys and I jumped on his car... And just started jumping on cars, man. Oh, we had truly wilding out. <laughs> Not hosted by Nick Cannon yet. We had a uh, a very like um, a very fairy tale, you know, New Year's Eve. It was the Millennium. They shut the rides down. They made us get off in time for them to like, you know, make sure fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah, they did fireworks, but we were fifteen-year-old boys on vacation. So we also recruited, we found these two girls, and they happened to be very attractive, like mm-hmm. our age, and we hit it off with them, and we're mm-hmm. like, we're all four teenagers on vacation with fireworks, we'll get a little smooching in, mm-hmm. and then we all just went our separate ways. Afterwards, we sat and we talked. You gave a little smooch? Oh, yeah, we smooched for the oh, fireworks, yeah. and we sat on, uh, it's like America Street or something like that. It's very like, nostalgic. God bless you. And we Lord. sat there after the fireworks, and we all talked, and then we went our separate Hell ways. Oh yeah. Never even exchanged numbers. Maybe we got ICQ numbers. I don't remember. But yeah. Yeah, that was that. I think every chapter of your life, I think you've done okay. You've done okay with ladies. Especially, like, before like, the okay. seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, like, like, especially before seasonal defect. Yeah, I fall ass backwards into some of the nicest things. But, yeah, it's yeah. never, like, of a, a well-thought-out plan. It's always just, like, mistakes that happen along the way. Everyone I've dated, much better looking than me. Forever. Much better. Absolutely much better. Fair. I think that's because we have decent much- personalities. Is it our personalities? It's not our looks. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. That's why it's a podcast and not a video yeah. show. When people at work, there's a woman at work that keeps trying to get the fucking address off me for the show, and she keeps thinking that she has to watch it. Like, where can I watch it? When can I watch it? I'm like, you're not going to be watching it. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. You're not, like, <laughs> there's nothing to see. I think that's just a, an old lady. I had to explain to my mom. She's like, well, I can't see it. I can only hear it. And I'm like. That's, That's one the of the point. five senses. Pod means ear. Yeah, yeah. it's here. It's one Pod of the five ear. senses. Yeah. So that's good. But that was a fucking kick-ass episode. I have fun with that. It's I, good to be back. It's been a minute. It's been a minute because we did the Halloween ones, and then we did uh, one in November, to sort of like this, but then we did the live one, and then we waited a week with Thanksgiving. So it's been a while since it's been you and me out. It's been a while. Yeah. Today was a good day. Yeah, we had a good day. It wasn't the best hallway. We got some good stuff that we haven't even There's touched on yet. There's stuff that but... next episode we're going to lead with that's actually pretty cool and pretty convincing because it's it's two of the two of the same thing. And you'll see what I mean, but they're comic book characters, and we found them both. So that'll lead next week's show, but we ran out of time this week. 
But I want to give a thanks to the Pinheads. Uh, the Pinheads, uh, you heard Lucky Egg. That was the music you heard off the Olympia EP, thepinheads.bandcamp.com. And they're a rock duo from Pittsburgh. So thank you, Pinheads, for being a part of the show. As always, Steve Barris, stevebarris.bandcamp.com. That's the mastermind be- behind Bluffs, Alternate Reality, which is the theme for our show for many reasons. So I'll leave you with the last words. I'm always talking here at the last. So you you give the, the roaches uh, something to think on until next week. Oh, man. I can't pontificate that quickly. Um, I No, I just I appreciate everybody writing in. Like, right? Yeah. You know, and especially, I mean, we, we were talking about it kind of in between in the break. Like, mm-hmm. we openly talk about our depression, and this is a really rough time of the year for that shit. It's tough. Christmas is coming up. Thanksgiving just happened. Like, everybody's worried buying presents. You got to spend time with family. Mm-hmm. It's an extended time off of work that affects your pay schedule. Our pay schedule, we're fucked because we have some off time. Oh, so we're th- going to be partying for my birthday. Yeah, but for-profit education is not for our profit. But it's going to be interesting because, I, oh, man, I have another month. And by the way, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I've been sober since September. Until your birthday sober comes since up. To, yeah, my birthday, I'm going to be fucking Wrecked. See, we've got your birthday coming up. My birthday is the month after, so we've got a lot of stuff planned. Especially if these guys, you know, right now, if you want to come through for come a party through. in December come or a party through. in Thrifty late January, podcast at yahoo.com. So hit us up for any, any, anything you want. We'll, we'll be your friends. So good night, goodbye, bang. Well-